Oh, music is soul, isn't it? Music is everything. Oh my God, I keep saying, be the strings of those instruments. As a dancer, you're, you gotta be those strings uh, to be able to connect with music. You gotta be those drums. <laughs> uh, that's when you are a dancer or whatever you wanna express through your movement. If you don't know music, oh God, you can't, right? So any there's no human in this world who cannot connect to the music. If he might not connect to a, the music in a deeper level like us, uh, like, like artists, but I think there's no human in this world who cannot. Welcome to We Dance. We unite dancers worldwide. Here we are going to show you how dancers, artists and organizers can share advice, tips and know-how out of all of us. Learning is a joint experience and through our series of interviews we can all learn more and achieve even greater things. And now, please welcome your host. Welcome to our next episode. It's me, Aslahan, from ReDance, and this time we're gonna have Sneha, an independent artist who has been working in Munich for the last 10 years. Well, actually, she's a real multi-talent. She is a choreographer, she has her own dance institution, and she is a production manager as well as an artistic director. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So we want to get to know you and your dance story. Mm -hmm. How did you start learning Indian classical dance? Who were your teachers and who inspired you? Lovely. Okay. Well, it started when I was five years old. My mom took me to dance classes. It was her passion. It was her wish. Um, I keep saying this, that uh, any dancer that you meet around the globe, it's, it's mostly the professionals. They will tell you that, oh, my mom wanted to be a dancer. So she took me to the dance class. I think most of them will say that. It's, my story is the same. My mom wanted it, her to learn, wanted me to learn the dance form because she wanted to. And she couldn't for whatever reasons. And then uh, I was there. And dance became a part of my life without my knowledge. And that was one instrument that I had where I could go express loud and out and be crazy. And, uh, and you were not judged. That was liberating. So I continued. And in my school days, I was the star uh, dancer in school. And so I kind of loved that attention. Now, I guess that age, you're only work, you know, doing things because that attention is something that you enjoy. And I, I loved attention. And uh, I had wonderful teacher. I had a wonderful teacher when I started classical Indian dance. He's no more. His name is late. Uh, um, yeah, he's HK Raj. And, um, and uh, yeah, like, I loved what he did with me. It's like groundwork, the basic work with the art form. And after he passed away, I couldn't find any concrete teacher. So I went around, learned with different teachers. And then, yeah, my inspiration is my teacher and my mom, because she used to do these expressions and all of this to ask me to do that. And uh, yeah, and Madhuri Dixit from Bollywood. So it was her who was 
creating these auras in, in, in the screen, on the screen. And then we as kids were like, whoa, hold over. So yeah, these were the people, yeah. When I grew up, Dr. Padma Subramanyam or Shobhana, um, and uh, of course Madhuri Dichit, that was my own teacher. These, these people have played a great role in my um, dance career. So it was not a choice in the very beginning. It was your mother who made you pick up dancing. My mom was uh, initially, like, yeah, in the beginning of my, like when I was in 12th grade and all of that. No, it was not a choice. So then after my 12th and it's like mom supported that, you know, hey, there is an institution. Why don't you do your degree? Uh, there's a university where the art form is also part of education. I mean, and that was, again, at that point, everyone was like, what? Dance? education in university, uh, dance degree, what is she going to do with that degree? Uh, well, even it is uh, from the best of the university, like we were like, eh. and <laughs> frowned upon, but I think I did not choose it. Yeah, it was, it was very organic in my life. Everything that has happened with dance is so, so natural. Right now you still focus on Indian classical dance, right? Yes. Yeah. Where I teach, uh, training, performing, everything is the Indian classical dance Bharatanatyam and Bharatanatyam, uh, which is uh, from the lineage of Dr. Padma Subramanian, where the sculptural movements, it's not linear, it's curvilinear movements. Um, so, yeah, I belong to that. Have you tried other dance styles too? Yes, I did. Of course, other Indian classical dance forms, yes. Uh, Katak is my most favorite. I somehow did not choose to teach because I thought I should. I trained in Kathak very late in my dance career, I would say when I was in the university. So after that, I thought it was more for me. Kathak became very personal to me and I, I couldn't choose to teach, you know, whereas Bharatanatyam was from the day one. Uh, it was there with me. So I had enough. My, my bucket was, you know, kind of full to let it flow out. Kathak was mostly that, you know, it was just so personal. I wanted to keep it to myself and, you know, flow. But I did start semi-classical because many wanted to learn Kathak. And I took the, um, uh, you know, lessons of Kathak and created a few work. That kind of is a part of my institution. It, yes, it's always been Indian classical dance, Bharatanatyam, that I've been to training and teaching. And other dance forms, yeah. Bollywood is part of me. Of course, I did try ballet. I did try hip hop. I keep trying, yeah, I keep trying. Even today, I keep trying different art forms, contemporary, yeah, I do. It's quite interesting. You then decided to move to Germany and build a dance school which focuses on Indian dance forms. How do you communicate and teach to people who don't know Indian culture? You also include people from different origins into your projects and they look really happy. How do you do that? Isn't the dance, the purpose of dance is that, isn't that, a dance is, uh, it's an universal language, right? It, it's all about emotions. Yes, we love the technique. Yes, the technique is extremely important. I keep telling this to all my students and my company dancers that, you might give me great jumps and leaps and everything, but if it doesn't touch me, what's the purpose of doing it? Uh, is it to show that how strong you are? 
if it doesn't move me. So dance is a universal language. I I think if you emote it and if you give with you within the uh, framework of your own cultural uh, stories that you want to tell, I think it will reach. It will really reach. And you need to know your audience wherever you are. If you know your audience well, even if your students, if you understand what they're seeking for, uh, you'll be able to connect and tell them stories. I tell them stories about my culture of my gods and goddesses and etc. And also tell them story is about the relevant issues of today. For example, I was telling one story. Um, I, this is an example. Uh, there was a mother who uh, is a Krishna and Yashoda. There's a god and god, uh, god story in, in Indian mythology. God Krishna is being born to some mother and then he's being bought up by another mother, right? So if I'm telling this story, um, I think the mother as the figure, as the, it's, it's universal. They might not understand the God and goddesses. So that day I was screaming to when uh, one of the story telling them how the, the mother who gave birth was screaming, they were saying that, oh, how I wish I could hold my son for once. Even if you don't understand the God and goddesses um, involved in the story, you understand the mother's feeling. So you're there. So I think it's easy. I, I'll be very, very honest. It's, it's not difficult to tell stories to uh, different culture. You just need to hold on to the essence of universal stories. That's all. And you're also working with musicians. How crucial is it for a dancer to work with them? Oh, music is soul, isn't it? Music is everything. Oh my God, I keep saying be the strings of those instruments. As a dancer, you're, you got to be those strings uh, to be able to connect with music. You got to be those drums. Uh, that's when you are a dancer or whatever you want to express through your movement. If you don't know music, oh God, you can't, right? So any there's no human in this world who cannot connect to the music. If he might not connect to a, the music in a deeper level like us, uh, like like artists, but I think there's no human in this world who cannot. For me, in the in the company, um, I like to work with musicians, uh, create copyrighted music for myself, and uh, all of this is a very very integral part of my uh, productions. Um, I love to have uh, my own touch to it. My, you know, to tell those musicians, no, no, no. At this point, I want this rhythm to go higher, and this raga or this melody uh, to touch the soul, you know, etc. So I do work and. Uh, that's one project that I'm extremely proud of is Fire Frog. It is yet to premiere. If for some reason it's taking a long time than I thought. So <laughs> I did. Uh, but other musicians too, whenever I'm collaborating, I love collaborating with musicians live or recorded um, or have them in my studio for practice. Um, or oh, if you have that bond, it's like two lovers meeting dancing. Well, the whole process of production sounds really complicated. How do you manage that? What are the steps? I'll tell you why I started with that idea of production. I've always had this thing that dancers don't have enough money on stage for some reason, right? Compared to musicians, and only compared to musicians now, at least they do have some money on stage. They can perform and they do get money. Uh, there are bands and etc. Whereas, whereas when it comes to dance, it's very rare you see 
dance companies making money, right? It's it's not big money also, right? Like very, very less on stage. And that kind of triggered me very early on when I came to this country. So I was like, you know what? I want to have a company, a company just like any other IT company, you know, someday, someday I want to have that where my dancers are paid on a monthly basis and they have their wages have been taken care. They get 30 days holidays. They have sick leaves and um, there is a HR and, you know, just like an IT company and um, they don't have to worry about their next salary, you know, when they are on a, in a company like that. So this is my actual dream to have a company someday where I'm hiring dancers and they're hire, hired and taken care of and not left uh, for the period of contract that we have, or even if they have injuries, they are still taken care of. So this is my dream. I don't know when this will happen, <laughs> but uh, one fine day, I want to see myself doing that with future dancers. So productions was, that was the idea. The idea was to tell stories in a huge manner, like, you know, best of the lightings, best of the music. We create everything from the scratch and put it out to the world and tour with it and find the revenue, find the people, companies coming to support the dance companies as well. So that's where the idea or it triggered that, you know, I want to create productions uh, to make more noise not just with the dance classes, with, with productions. I wanted to hire full-time dancers, independent artists, uh, whether it is musicians or it is dancers or technicians, uh, the best of sound engineers in the town um, and the tech, uh, light designer to build that entire cast and crew. Oh, wow, this is, this is my, I love doing this. It is a very tedious process. It is extremely expensive. It is, um, it takes a lot of your energy because you have to do every part of your job, like from marketing to PR to everything, office work, everything. There's so much. So what I'm trying to say is, uh, I think it was a trigger just to say that people, to make people understand that this job is very serious, yeah. What you see is glamour, glamour, glamour all the time. It's beyond that. There's so much work. And how about we give dancers enough money? And it's not that even the associations are uh, here in Munich, I can call, they call you for 10 minutes performance and they say, oh, we have 200 euros. Can you do it for us? And I'm like, no, you know, it just pains me. It is heartbreaking to see these things happen. And you dancers are performing for 10 minutes and the association is thinking, oh, we are paying 250 euros to them, but they don't realize how many hours they've been trained to perform like that if it's a quality issue. So for me, productions are the, re there is a reason behind it. Uh, someday I'll be able to create this huge company with the rightful society support and the companies, IT companies and the big firms supporting us uh, to make a living more. My dancers have an amazing life. Is that why you say art is not free? I can imagine it's a complete different thing if you're a dancer who does it as a profession rather than just as a hobby oh yeah oh yeah but what are the goals then do you have different goals as a professional why is art not free 
Art is art is not free. Art should not be free. <laughs> I'm furious. I'm furious with anyone <laughs> Not against any any not it's not personal. You know why? You know, I, I I'm a full-time artist. Okay. I mean I say I'm a full-time artist, people don't get it. Um I'm I'm an independent artist, I'm a full-time artist. Uh, how do I define this to my society who just does think that art is supposed to be for free, right? Art is like, for example, anyone who says, dancing and singing is my hobby. No, okay, great. It's amazing that it's hobby for you, but it's not hobby for someone else. It's their bread and butter. So my, uh, uh, I think I'm vocalizing it a lot. I think now on, I will keep creating this voice uh, because um, there are a lot of artists hungry and a lot of those hungry artists are not speaking enough because there is a, one set of passion. In the name of passion, there are a lot of dancers. Right. So with full due respect, full respect to those dancers, all I'm saying is they will give away art for free. They will say they don't have to pay their bills. They don't have to take care of their rents, insurances or anything. OK, for them, it's fun. Great. It is fun for you. Maybe you are earning your main income is coming from somewhere else. Right. So you can afford to do this. Fantastic. But since you are doing it in the name of passion, People think, hey, come on, he or she can offer for this much money. Why are you charging more than that money, right? What they don't understand is full-time artists, professionals can't afford to do that. They can't teach you for 20 euros. They have to charge you 100 euros per month, for example. And they want to have certain contracts because they have to live. They have to eat and survive. There's no free meal in this world. How is it possible to have art as free? So I, I'm trying to make a lot of noise now. It's been enough that we've, it's heartbreaking. It's just so heartbreaking to see so many artists suffering. In this pandemic, I've seen a lot of dancers giving up dance and uh, they've just left the profession and taken up something else. I'm saying, Great, okay, the world is not, society is not caring about them. Yeah, you were stupid to take this profession. No, why was she stupid? My question is why was she, why is she called stupid to take, have taken a profession called dance? Isn't the society stupid that they are not giving enough respect for these professions? If we dance, music, singing, um, you know, singing and painting, why is it expected to, to be less money, cheap price, when you when you don't work for that cheap, like you're per hour. I, I want to know, I keep asking this question to anyone who comes and says, say, oh, your class is expensive or, you know, why is it like, I keep telling them, what is your month, hour charge? Oh, but I am an engineer. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So, but I'm an artist, you know, am I all, why? Voice also goes, uh, why, why is my profession looked down upon? When did we decide those professions like engineers, uh, doctors or scientists, oh, uh, they're all noble professions. Uh, I have huge respect for them. Why is that? I don't get enough respect in the society. Why am I not equivalent to these professions? I personally feel I'm equivalent to an engineer. I deserve to get the same payment what an engineer earns. But no, you'll never. So I think I'm fighting this uh, you know, for a while now. And now I've been vocalizing it a lot more. 
to say people stop, stop doing this to us. And um, I want to be the voice for many other hungry artists. Damn, I can totally imagine the pandemic hit you hard. Yeah, it did. Have you ever had the thought of giving up your job as a dancer? I hope I don't break down when I say this. <laughs> I'll be honest, it was very, very difficult. It was heartbreaking um, to see uh, how my entire industry was suffering. There was only one way to reach. Luckily, there was at least a way to reach out to your audience. That was social media. And uh, online classes kept going. And I'm, I'm really grateful uh, to myself first because I had that energy to give the class, construct the class uh, online. Okay, and it, it's very difficult to, especially working with children, wasn't easy, it went really well. Uh, with Dutchwood, I was able to bring food on table and pay my rent and take care of myself. Uh, but of course, there wasn't anything else I could do, uh, right? And but I say, I think I'll never, never ever have this thought in my life of giving up dance. You know, I might be crawling. I will be crawling or maybe I'll go a little hungry as well. I might have one meal, but no damn, I'm not going to give up my dance. No way. I think I will do something. I'll, I'll, I'll do so much that um, I will get my way out. Oh, there was not even one single point that I felt like giving up. I worked through it and I'm proud that how I uh, survived the lockdown and how I survived with my classes. But there will be no way, not even once I've thought. No. Some people, actually one of my friends was like, yeah, I keep telling you to have a plan B. You know, you should think of getting into IT and do HR and et cetera. I, I asked her once, um, so you're an engineer. What is your plan B? Like, I mean, you've studied all your life to become an engineer. So now this profession flops off, what's your plan B? She had no answer. She said, I mean to say we are engineers, we'll get a different company or we'll study and get the, I'm, I'm saying, that's all I'm saying. It's the same. I've studied all my life to be a dancer. It's not that I had talent. Okay, stop telling me art is, equivalent to you know talent is somehow the word is used for art yeah like you know you're talented for art you're talented oh i study as well i have worked hard to be an artist um so i don't i of course having a plan b is different you're telling me as a profession that i need to think of a different profession like as a dancer i need to stop thinking of dance and become something else in middle of my career because there is a pandemic um isn't this unfair isn't but i think it's odd also at the end we also realized we needed art to survive right in locked in the houses if you were owning netflix you had books you had uh, music and everything that means you needed art so please don't tell me that you did not have it <laughs> your society knew you had art it's just that you don't want to pay for it although you're paying for netflix but you are calculating in a different way. That's all. Like, <laughs> so, artists need it. No, uh, Ashing, uh, back to the question. No, I never wanted to give up. I think that thought never came in. I worked through. Well, that's impressive. I mean, even your shows, besides being technically good, they're also visually beautiful. If 
I would be in the audience, I would be mind blown probably. I would think of it the night after. Oh, then you made my day. You know, I always say this and I have said this in my couple of other interviews as well. For me, the high is that, what you just said, that you thought of that performance or production the next day or that night. I had a conversation next day with some of your friends. You know, my purpose is that. I, I want my art to be that. I don't want my art to be only applauses and pretty pictures. I want my art uh, to lead to conversations, which is also uncomfortable conversations sometimes. I, I love to say and do this. I want to make my audience uncomfortable, not like in thoughts, uncomfortable with the societal thoughts, because there's one way of living. There's a And there's someone else who's not living that conventional life. And you bring that on stage, people are like, oh my God, this kind of woman, we don't know how to handle because she's fiercey. You don't want to handle such women in real life, right? Um, if you have a strong woman around you, you run away because you can't handle her. That's what you say as society. Oh, she's too much. Uh, you want nine, very, you know, not intimidating people around us. And I can only speak for as a woman, I, I, I as a woman, I want that. I want to create uh, production, which is visually, um, uh, you know, mesmerizing, it also leaves you with a thought, uh, like, how, wow, amazing, yeah, but what was the intention behind that choreography, or did it lead to something else, oh, that, then it is, then that means your work is reaching out, that means you've touched your audience, otherwise it's just flash of, like, splash of colors, so thank you for saying that. Then that means you made my it actually made my day now saying by saying that. I suppose that's your goal. Oh not not like intentionally. That's not like how I choreograph it. It it just happens because you, you, at some point in your life uh, you, your art is all your reflection, what you're going through inside. And it might be technique also, it might be emotions also. It's all it's all your in our self which is just splashing over in your heart. It's beautiful. It is. Thank you, Sneha. So stay tuned for the next episode and make sure to tune in. See you. This week's episode has come to an end, but the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you have any questions, suggestions, or feedback, hit over right now to Instagram or Facebook and like, share, and get involved. Join us next time.